0: Welcome to Sweet Seats podcast number eight. Today we're going to be talking about um, our previous Lake Oren high school football season um, and then our ongoing men's basketball and girls basketball. And today I'm here with Lauren Potter, Quinn McElroy, and Jody McCaffrey. So we're going to start out with um, our previous uh, football season for boys or bas- er, for uh, football. Um, so our previous record was four and six this past season. Um, obviously not what Lake Orion was hoping for, but, um, an improvement from last year since we were three and seven, I believe last year, um, with our new coach, hall of fame coach, um, Chris Bell. Um, so we recently got him back. Uh, we haven't, uh, Lake Orion has a brand new offense and, um, a whole new system. So it's been hard for the players to learn, um, a whole new offense in the summer. So it was a lot of work put in. But, um, so yeah, so what do you think about this season, Gwen?
1: Well, I thought that it was, you know, going to be the same as last year, maybe even worse, because we lost, like, many good players, like Ethan Strand, who was a middle linebacker, and Joey Thede, who was a defensive end, and they played very big roles for the team. Um, every single time they would be sitting out or they were hurt, I knew that a lot of people were scared, even the football team. Um, we also lost Trevor Witt and... Danny Babcock, who are offensive linemen, and they are, well, I know Danny Babcock is at Northern right now, and then Trevor is at Saginaw Valley, and their season just ended, and I know that their seasons were pretty successful, not so much for um, Northern, but.
0: Yeah, so um, to go off that, uh, with losing Trevor and Danny left our, uh, the offensive line very um, young. I know we had two sophomores. Um, a junior and then two seniors so with two sophomores on our offensive line was huge until um, Jacob Escobedo got hurt which led another junior so there's a sophomore two juniors and two seniors which is a pretty young offensive line especially having a sophomore out there going against varsity um, which is like kind of unheard of that it doesn't really happen a lot of big size but um, we're lucky that we had um, we're lucky that we had um, Sam Blakely to replace Joe, uh, Joe Escobedo <coughs> Jacob Escobedo, sorry. Um, so, going out the season, we look at our first game uh, against Utica Eisenhower. Wow, well, which was an expected win for like our high school, but we turned out losing seventeen to thirty-four, which is yeah, we a usually beat unexpected. them every
1: year, but that was yeah. you know, it was the first game of the season though. So you're like shaking off the nerves, and I know that's like for every team, every time you play your first game, it's going to be a little messy, but after that, you just keep on improving, and you have to work on things that you know, you didn't do before.
0: Yeah, so then um, after that game, uh, we bounced back, Larry Orange bounced back to, we played Oak Park, and we beat them 45-15, which wasn't a really big surprise because Oak Park tends to be the bot, or they used to be the top of the leaderboard, but in recent years, they've been um, pretty low. I think they've only won one game this year, so that was pretty expected. And then we played our rival, Oxford, so we can talk about the Oxford game a lot um, because that's a huge rivalry for us, I guess everyone knows. So we beat them 28 to 10, which is kind of a, bi- or a, a big scoring game or a like, big point differential um, in a rivalry game, especially since it's Oxford. Um, and then we can talk about the game a little.
1: Yeah, even though Oxford didn't have a good season, they went 1 and 8. Um, I think a lot of us knew that it was going to be an easy game to beat, um, in which it was because we beat them 28 to 10. But it was um, slow in the beginning. Jody, would you like to
2: add on to that? Yeah, Lake Orion got the first touchdown of the game by our sophomore quarterback Tristan Hill. Um, Oxford did lead in the third quarter, and it was ten to seven. And somehow, we turned on the jets and got three more touchdowns by Billy Robertson to get us to twenty-eight.
1: And we can go on about Billy Robertson. Um, He's a running back for our team.
2: Um, He was top 50 in the state and ranked 38 in the
1: whatever. (laughs) He
2: had 167 carries, 1,265 yards, 7.6 average yards a carry, and 15 touchdowns. He also averaged 126.5 yards a game.
0: Yeah, that's very big for, um, especially for a junior running back. I mean, he's been starting a varsity since he was a sophomore, and that, especially that position, that's not really heard of. Usually, uh, running backs are to, uh, usually are seniors, maybe juniors. But Billy was going off a great season last year, leading the Dragons to three wins, um, and then this year he had a very big key, especially in the Oxford game and other games as well. He just breaks off one big run, he gets an open field. And um, he's out like he's. I think it's automatic touchdown when he sees open field, Um, especially against Oxford. That really like put us in, um, gave everyone confidence and put us back in the game after we were losing when we were not supposed to be losing. Um, It put us back in the game and gave everyone hope. And then we can start talking about um, Caden DeGraffenried as well on that game. He had this or this this past year. He he was all region. 101 tackles, 86 solo tackles, 15 assists. And 15 tackles for loss, with five quarterback pressures and two interceptions, and he also got invited to the All-American Bowl, which is um, once in a lifetime experience. I mean, every high school um, athlete or football player um, dreams to be in the All-American game, and that's I mean, that's just like the best of the best from each from all over the nation. Um, only like 100, I think 120 kids get to go out of the whole nation, so that's a very big accomplishment for him, and. Uh, the, re- the recognition he got from the All American Bowl led him to be talking to MSU. He's gone to two games so far, and Tuck has per- or, um, Coach Mel Tucker has personally uh, contacted him. Uh, Utah, Cincinnati, Eastern, Western, Central, Toledo, and Bowling Green are also very big um, in his recruiting stage, and he's looking to get offers soon. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll s- and then another player we can talk about is Trey Pac-Mara. Lauren?
3: Yeah, so he's currently, or er, He was a freshman on varsity for the 21-22 season, and now he's a sophomore still on varsity. And um, he has 21 solo tackles with 20 assist tackles, 41 total. He has nine pass breakups, two interceptions, and one blocked field goal. And uh, currently, he is talking to or in the recruitment process with Eastern and Central as well. And yeah. that's
1: very impressive because he's only a sophomore. And yeah. usually, like for different sports, it depends on what sport you play. When you start talking to colleges, but as a sophomore for football, and you're mm-hmm. already looking at D1 schools, that is very impressive.
3: He has so much potential in the future, too.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then another key, or uh, and then another player, Quinn, you can talk about him.
1: Uh, we're going to mention our own Dom Novak, who is a wide receiver. He got 20 out of 22 catches uh, last season, 341 receiving yards with one touchdown, one two-point conversion that averaged 17.5 yards a catch. And his recognition, he's now talking to Army, Navy, Miami of Ohio, Eastern, FIU, and Bowling Green. Do you know what school you're most interested in, Dom?
0: Um, So far, I mean, the biggest I'm talking to right now is Army, Navy, and Miami of Ohio for sure. I'm um, getting a lot of phone calls recently, and um, the recruitment process is starting to pick up, especially after they stopped recruiting um, uh, the 2023 class. So 2024s are getting a lot of recognition now. So it's just a constant, um, I mean, talking process. I have to leave, or I, I leave class a lot, just to talk to coaches on the phone, and lots of emails and mail that we have to read and text. And I mean, it's a long, hard process, but I mean, I like it. It's, that's always what I've dreamed of been doing since I was young. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean, I think it's like an ideal situation, especially because it's uh, pretty bigger schools. And since my brother went to Navy, um, it'd be cool to follow in his footsteps, but also maybe break away from one of the military academies. But yeah, so it's still a long way away. So,
1: yeah, congratulations, Tom. Thank you. It's very impressive. And, you know, from the people that we've named, these are all juniors and a uh, sophomore. Like, we've, like, the seniors this year were good, but mostly the juniors took over this year. And next year, they, have a good chance at going to districts and even farther.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we can talk about the. yeah, uh, so we can continue talking about the Oxford game. Um, we still uh, we beat them twenty ten. Obviously, as we uh, mentioned, uh, Billy Ro- or TR got the first touchdown. Um, a- our Oxford did. Or yeah. So Oxford led in the uh, third quarter, but then we Billy Roberson punched it in to lead us, and then uh, TR broke away a. A massive touchdown run, um, which put us uh, even more ahead and gave us, or pretty much gave us the game. Everyone knew we were going to win. So, And then the student show was really fun that mm-hmm. game. Um, I think that played a big part. And also, another key game that we're going to touch on is Clarkson homecoming game. The final score was 45 to 41, which is a very high scoring game for our football team, especially our team, because we struggled to um, score a lot of points on the offensive and side. And usually of the
1: ball. we don't play that good against yeah. Clarkson because they are. Battle. Yes, they are usually our number one like, team that's we're usually scared for, but we played very well. And it was homecoming, so that was very impressive. And even though we did lose, like, you know, like we already said, it was a really good gl- game. Clarkson went up 10-3 to 3 and made it to r- regional semifinals, but they got smoked by Caledonia 21-0, which I am very satisfied that that happened because yeah. I think we can all say that none of us really like Clarkson because they are a rival. Agreed. Yes.
0: Agreed. Yeah, so, I mean, in that game um, – uh, Ethan Clark, who is committed to, I believe, um, Princeton, uh, which is Division One, Yale, which is very impressive. He ran 400 rushing yards and three touchdowns, which is unbelievable. He had his first 400-yard uh, rushing game against us, which is very big. Which also led us to being such a high-scoring game. But I mean, we shot back. We, it just kept going back and forth, back and forth, until they had a little. Um, they had a little lead, and then. Um, we came back with two onside recoveries and put it back in and then in the last play of the game, we unfortunately had a fumble, which led them to win 45-41. But it, um, I mean, to stay that close to Clarkson and them going all the way to semifinals is pretty, uh, or sorry, to go, yeah, to go semi, uh, or regional semifinals is very, very impressive. Um. We had Tristan Hill had an 85-yard touchdown run and a 23-yard touchdown run, which is a sophomore putting up two very big scores against a rivalry game, which is impressive, and we're glad to have him back next year. Um, Patrick Rowland had a foam recovery and scored a touchdown, um, which is very key. T- uh, defensive score is very, very big for the um, for a team. Yeah, um, and Alec
1: Fisher in that play completely crushed a kid to keep him from retrieving the ball, and yeah. then Patrick got it and got the touchdown, and that was really cool to see. Front row from the student section because I know that the student section just went crazy when that yeah. happened. We live
3: for that. We yeah.
1: Me <laughs> too. Um,
0: and then, so yeah, then we can s- now we can talk about um, men's basketball um, th- or the uh, men's basketball this year. So, Lauren, you want to touch on that?
3: Yeah, so the boys basketball head coach, um, Coach Andreas, um, the 2021 season, his conference league overall score was six to two with an overall record of 15 to seven. Lake Orion came out with a win against Oxford and won 50 to 37, the first game of this season in 2022. Um, Some of their top players to look for is Blake Liddell. He had um, his usual game. He was dominant in all aspects, getting blocks at the rim and having every rebound that got near him. his height helps him with the dragons tremendously because he can drive and shoot from the mid, and is very or dif- er, very few defenders can defend him due to the six six size.
0: Yeah, so his height has a very big advantage um, for him. I mean, six six is a high schooler. I mean, you're starting to see it more common, but not with um, not with like where we play usually. Um, especially at Lake Orion High School, that's very very rare. We had one Alden Ritt last year that left. Which is a big big loss for us, but I think Blake Liddell definitely took in the, uh took his or stepped in his shoes and played like just like the same game that uh, Alden Ritt had, but played from the paint, uh opposed to the three point line. Um, I mean, you just saw the Oxford game, I don't think any defender could get a singular rebound um, over Blake. Blake is just has he can also jump very high and no defender, I don't he like backed down every defender. There was no one that he not get by.
1: Yeah, Blake was also a key player last year. He was a starter, and he did, like, kind of take Alden's place, but he kind of plays on his own, because he is in the paint, but he usually gets all the dunks, like Alden did some, but he always gets the rebounds, and I think Blake is just his own kind of player, and he's definitely going to lead the team this year, too.
3: Yeah, he's very athletic in defense and offense, but moving on to, like, some of their guards, we have DJ Morrow. His first game against Oxford, he did not have the best game, they usually did but he was um, he had three point shot which is usually makes him strong like a strong spot in his position that he plays. Um if he can get back on track it will be huge for the Dragons and will help with lots from the three point line.
0: Yeah, so he was one for eight for mid range, which is unlike DJ, he usually um hits those like at like in his sleep. Like that's like <laughs> what he trains about or that's what he trains all the time. So I think he should I mean, he just had a bad game. He can definitely get, but if he gets on track, I mean, that'll be huge, especially for me. He's 0 for 4 in his three-point shot, which is unheard of. I mean, he is always. I think I feel like he shoots 100% every game. Like just walk, go into his games all like all every game last year and gonna go to every game this year. I mean, even in the scrimmages, he was just going for like six for seven, five for eight. I mean, he just had a huge, especially with a three-point shot in a high school game. I mean, that's huge because the student section gets hype about a three-point shot. And um, I just think it would just be huge for if they got him, uh, if he gets back on track. And another player we talked about is KD. Uh, Which has night.
1: never played basketball before yep. unless he plays with his friends, and he already made varsity. in. He dunked. almost yeah he almost already had a dunk which yeah. is ridiculous mm-hmm. and I don't doubt that he'll get one next game yeah. which is gonna be exciting to see. Yeah. He so also
2: wasn't a starter but he was the first sub to go in so like that's insane that he very hasn't impressive the best picking before. it up this soon. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean he played um, so Florida Florida sports are all like so he's a transfer from Jacksonville Florida and Florida sports tend to like uh, usually be like our seasons mixed around not the same season so like if the football season is usually in the spring. Um, somewhere in fall, but a lot of, like, his high school was in the spring, so he played basketball. He's going to be playing basketball in the fall, but he didn't even play for his um, high school last year, which was sophomore. So he's never even had a varsity experience. He's played a single year of basketball, Uh, not even a full year of basketball, so we wouldn't even really count it. So, I mean, to pick up, especially um, in our conference and in our, like, Michigan basketball, we tend to have pretty good teams. So instead of being this dominant, his first, like, his first couple of, like weeks of touching a basketball is unbelievable. Um, he was dominant against Oxford. He got, I think, every single rebound that came near him. I mean, there was no one. His size and his height, was, there was no one near or um, even close to him to getting it. Uh, he was driving, easy, making easy buckets. I think every single time he touched the ball, he would drive and just score an easy layup. Or it wouldn't even have to be easy. He would just body through defenders. Um, he also had a breakaway driving dunk that he almost finished off. He almost post as a kid, and it would probably have been the biggest, the best dunk we've ever seen, personally, um, especially in high school. I mean, especially that, his size and, like, how, like, how big he is, like, getting up that high is, like, that's scary. That's a scary sight to see, Yeah,
1: and that's impressive that when he went in that he's already getting points. Like, usually when it's your first year. You are usually riding the bench or you just don't get a, like any points and you're not really that confident to go up to the basket, but he was, and he was one of those leading scorers for the team. Yeah, he is very athletic and has range for basketball. Is yeah,
0: so then now we can touch on um, girls basketball. with uh, Joe do you want to take us with this one?
2: Yeah, sure. So last year um, our team was – our overall record was 18-7, and 7 which is very good. And our league record was 9-1. to one. We lost to North Farmington. Um, we were district champs. We played Rochester in the district finals. We lost to them two times before. We lost at home and it was 22-39. And then we lost away at Rochester and it was 25-45. So we came back ready to fight and at halftime we were down by three. It was 21-18. And we knew that it was time for our revenge. And we ended up with a score of 40 to 34. Uh, We moved up to the Red Division this year because we have a stronger team with more younger players. We lost four seniors from last year. And we have nine seniors this year with three juniors and three sophomores.
0: So losing or moving up to the um, OAA Red Division, I mean, that has to be pretty tough. I mean, you play a lot harder teams. I would assume, because obviously it's a harder division. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, could you, like, I mean, you play yeah. in the girls' basketball team, so could you, like, take us through, like, how the OAA Red Division is going to look this year, like, who your competition is going to be?
2: Um, uh, we play West Bloomfield, which they have a lot of recruits, and they are a very high level. We played them a scrimmage last year, and it didn't go very well, but, you know, we can always hope for, to be, to be good. Yeah, I've complete. noticed
3: that your team chemistry is strong over the years, since there's nine seniors, obviously, some of you guys have been playing together as freshmen, um, how do you think, like, the team chemistry would, like, increase over the, over the season?
2: So, I feel like it's already really good right now, we have been playing together since freshman year, pretty much, and most of us have been on varsity since our sophomore years, so, I feel like we already have our chemistry and everything that we need. So I feel like we'll be very good this year. We also played Oxford on November 29th at home. And Kylie Heck ended up having 17 points. Um, but she also got hurt, so she's out for a little bit. Didn't she's she tear her both
1: her ACLs?
2: No, it was her ankle. <laughs> oh,
1: I thought she told both.
2: But, yeah, so we're going to be missing a key player for these next games. But we also have Chloe Wiegers and Maddie Heck, and, I mean, Maddie Evert. They both added nine points at that game, and they also are our very key players.
3: So that's important as a team. When one player goes down, obviously there is other people to replace uh, an important spot in a role. And having players that are just as good as Kylie is important for, like, a team to be successful.
1: You also have Taylor Dindo, who led in rebounds last year, and I, she'll probably do that again this year. Um, but even though you lost four seniors, um, I think one of the star players that you lost was Kylie Heck, but even when she got hurt, you guys still stayed in the game. You stayed strong, and your chemistry was still there. So I think you guys are going to have a very successful season this year.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today on uh, this week's Sweet Seats. Um, next week, uh, bro... Um, Sorry. Next week, um, Brody. Bro, sorry, Broden is going to be talking about the World Cup, NBA, and NFL for ep- episode nine. Um, and thank you guys for joining us.